Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. We're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about working, family, research, and policy. We consider the research, talk to experts, and share our takes on what we're all learning about breadwinning. Each week, I'm joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She is an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. So I'm really anxious about this topic. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a topic we come back to all the time because it is with us all the time and it is anxiety. So I found a stat that talking about that during the pandemic, I love about four in 10. Do you mean two and five? Adults in the U.S. I didn't. You always have to take everything down to the common denominator exactly, in, like, yes. you know, elementary school math. During the pandemic, about four in ten adults in the U.S. have reported symptoms of anxiety or depressive disorder, a share that has been largely con- t- consistent up from one in ten who reported these symptoms pre-pandemic. So we're getting more anxious. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely. I'd like to see where we are in this pandemic edging out of the pandemic, I don't know, moving through yeah, the pandemic yeah. time. Because I feel like, Are yes, you feeling more anxious now? I mean, I'm feeling more anxious. I was frightened before. And then, I, I don't know, it ebbs and flows, right? Like, I, yeah. I think the anxiety is still here, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. No, I think the anxiety is rampant. I, I think it's coming out in... <laughs> okay. In a lot Thank of different you for that. <laughs> Thank I, you for seeing me. <laughs> I see you. No, I think it's everywhere. I think we talked, we have the episode where we talked about getting vaccinated. I just got my second vaccine. Yay! And I do, you know, it does feel different ish, but the anxiety is still there. And I, I don't think, like you said, there was fear. Yeah. And now it's this unease with just like the unknown. Of what's happening next. That the, it was acute when you started, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I was just saying to someone this morning of like, I was frightened to go to the grocery store, you know, and I had to go because I had to find toilet paper. It seems kind of silly to say, but it was acute and it was fearful. Yeah. And so the anxiety was very sharp. Now it's obtuse. Is that the, you know, as I do all my math uh, references here? <laughs> That it's just never ending, yeah. the anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, they talk about ambiguous grief. Is there ambiguous anxiety? Ambiguous grief, meaning just this kind of constant feeling of grief that happens. Wow. Yeah. And I just wonder whether ambiguous anxiety is a thing. But it's everywhere. I'm seeing it around work in a way that I, you know, and it may be because of the nature of what I do. Right. Yeah. Which is to help people get their workplaces together. And now everybody's sort of frantic about what does it mean to to build or rebuild my workplace um, in this new hybrid yeah. environment um, where we don't, you know, every day there's different rules, regulations, policies. Yeah. You don't know where they're going to come from and when at any point, you know, it. Oh, I have found that's what exhausts me. There's the workload and the back-to-back Zoom meetings and whatever, but it's the ever-shifting transition that we're in. Like just one variation of it in our house is graduation dates. 
It's changed three times. There's all this drama over the location. It was going to be virtual. Now it's going to be in person. Then there's going to be this. And that kind of transition of just like, what day is the freaking graduation going to be? Right. Would be helpful. Yeah, that would be good. I can plan around it and I can know what it means. But, and then every single decision seems right now to be like that. And I find that exhausting, which makes me anxious. It's so freaking much. <laughs> Just, oh my goodness. So, well, let's see. The, um, the survey that I was looking at found that difficulty sleeping, 36%, or eating, 32%, increases in alcohol consumption or substance abuse, 12%, worsening chronic conditions. Oh, I wonder it like it impacts like flare-ups due to worry and stress over the coronavirus. As the pandemic wears on, ongoing and necessary public health measures expose many people to experiencing situations linked to poor outcomes such as isolation and job loss. Because there's that too. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to understand that last point. Cause I was gonna because you were going through the the first ones, I was like, difficulty sleeping, yes. Or eating, yes. Increases in alcohol <laughs> consumption. <Got> it. Uh, <laughs> On it. <laughs> worsening chronic conditions, sure. But yeah, I think... I yeah, think, I guess necessary public health measures expose many people to experiencing situations like... I think maybe when they close down your restaurant, yeah, that gives you job loss. I think that's what they're saying. Because this is a poll from July, so this is the height of it. And as all these changes were happening it was triggering job loss and isolation for people, which does not help with anxiety. No, it's interesting. I have a friend who is in the restaurant industry in the wine, he's sommelier, and he basically like the business went dark, right? For a long time. There was no work. There was like virtual beverage demonstrations and stuff oh 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 for like oh gosh yeah but now he got a job working in a restaurant that's slowly opening up and then the governor in the state of massachusetts said like no businesses are going back to it and so now he went through you know a year of being unemployed anxious and then now trying to hire folks to work in a restaurant where everyone has been unemployed and are anxious about coming back and being in an environment where they might be exposed to the virus. Do you see what I'm saying? Ah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's uh, the sensitivity to the anxiousness that we're all carrying. I think it has to be there. I think it's a lot. You don't even really know how to enunciate it. Like in having gone into the city recently, I was very anxious about it. And almost after I got back, I realized, well, it's, because I'm anxious about actually going into the city, the subway. I'm anxious about being in the city. What does it look like? Are people wearing masks? Do I wear masks? I don't know. How do you get in the building? I don't know. Because it's another transition. A lot to figure out. A lot of, you know, micro decisions that we're making, right? Yeah. I mean, we've been doing the staying sane in a pandemic topic for over a year now. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. It's one of our favorites. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then you see the rise of like telemedic mental health services. Mm -hmm. And I, I know there are numbers out there. I mean, that's why you have Talkspace and BetterHelp. And I don't know. I don't, 
I don't know. I, I, you need access to these things. There's a lot of churn in those. I don't know if this is polite to say, but there's a lot of churn in the people who are in those platforms because they start their own businesses or they find better platforms right. to be on. And I don't know there's a, a deep relationship as you would being part of a practice and finding a therapist, like a local one versus the tele ones. I don't know. I think it's not a panacea for mental health needs yet. Right. No, I, I agree with that. My therapist and I are totally virtual, though. We've gone virtual. Do you do it through a platform? No. No, it's, it's in, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's like having that actual relationship. Just It's not the telehealth part of it that I'm, I'm Oh, okay. You're talking a little about dubious. The, yeah. the matching of you to a like a random person that you, you haven't, someone didn't give you a recommendation or you tracked them down or you looked at their practice. I don't know if the relationship there is as deep as it might be if you went out and found them non-telehealth platforms. And then you use telehealth to actually have that relationship. Got it. That's, I think, the deep relationship on those is what's so important, is to go back and to grow with that therapist. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah. Agree. Let me tell you how to do therapy. <laughs> I'm here. I am here. I'm here all night. Tip your waitresses. So with the rise of anxiety, I mean, we must be seeing it at work, too. I mean, this survey was just looking at people in general. Yeah. But have you heard much about that, like, manifesting in certain ways at work? I mean, <laughs> I mean, have I heard about it not? No. <laughs> you know, I feel like it is, this might be different for organizations that are not thinking about you know, an in-person return or a hybrid return, you know, folks that are, that have been remote might not be feeling quite the same or experiencing quite the same yeah. level of, oh yeah, of upheaval as I'm seeing, but I'm seeing significant, significant upheaval in, um, in an organization and a huge organization that's trying to figure out how to, how, when, if, should we, be back physically in the office. So right. that's, that's one piece that everyone's sort of worried about in, yeah, that's pretty all consuming. Yeah. That, that, well, I don't know. It's, I, I don't know my glossary of terms in these situations, but it does seem to be triggering, yeah. you know, Hey, you've gotten yourself to this situation this far. Like for those of us who have jobs that we're working and we're figuring out this remote thing, kind of got the kids thing figured out and we're seeing the end. It's like, oh, no, okay, I need you to change and I need you to figure out how to come back into the yeah. office. Like, that's a yeah. lot. Yeah. And and also just not knowing, like not knowing, you know, not knowing about vaccinations. Like, we think there was just a communication within my organization today that not only, you know, that different stakeholder groups, all different stakeholder groups had to be vaccinated. It wasn't clear at one point. Well, the EEOC, as we're recording this like two minutes ago, just said that it is okay for employers to require vaccinations and that allowing them to offer incentives for vaccination. So I think all of a sudden something's going to shift as of today. That's what I think. Yeah. Because that's also part of it. Like, don't, do you have this anxiety, as I do, of, you know, so now we're in this moment of transition in the world of like, the, what the CDC is saying about mask wearing. 
So there's a lot of honor system stuff yeah, happening. Yeah, a lot of honor system, right? totally. I don't know. Uh, we're playing it super safe. I'm still living life behind yeah. the mask. And I'll t- tell you why. Uh, because I've got an un- unfully vaccinated kid in my house. And I just don't know what I'm, I don't know enough to know what I'm bringing yeah. home. So until he's fully vaccinated, I'm not open to the free and easy lifestyle right. quite yet. Plus, you need one inside the house and everything. But I feel a little, uh, I'm not sure what the social contract is outside. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, and I can't, cannot be alone in that. In New York, like, so I'm in, you know, the bubble of Brownstone, Brooklyn. And I would say now it's about two thirds wearing a mask and one third not. And the CDC says you're fully within your right not to wear a mask outside. I don't feel bad about them. I just don't fully know. But I, how is Massachusetts? Like, are you still um, masking up in Massachusetts? Um, Inside. Yeah. Not outside as much. I mean, I am, but it's optional. Yeah. Isn't that a source of anxiety? I just, I don't know what I'm supposed to know. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm supposed to judge you. I need to know what I'm judging yeah. you on. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't. I don't really know, and it leaves me. It leaves me anxious over my uh, judgeability to judge everyone judgeability. as to wearing your mask. Yeah, so true. I'm going to judge you anyways, and whatever you know. So. <laughs> so I don't know. I so I this survey that I was looking at from like the height of the pandemic. I it'll be interesting to see how the results start coming out about now. You know, it's always a lagging indicator. You know how how were you feeling back mm, then? Yeah, but. I hope we feel less anxious. I think it's a very anxious time right now with this, like, are you going back to work? Do you have to go back to work? I think that's a big thing as the schools end their years and you can kind of settle into what your summer is going to be. It's all dependent on what your workplace is telling you. Right. And that's anxious. That's anxiety anxiety in a nutshell. For sure. Ugh. So are you doing anything for your anxiety other than drinking wine? I'm, I'm actually not <laughs> drinking that much wine. Oh, I, um, I'm not feeling it quite the same way. But I am going to get my hair done. That's, that's I don't know. Are, is, is that your first time? No, it is not my first time. But that's what I'm doing. It's not my first time. It's been a All while. Right. That is very nice. I think taking care of yourself is always a step in the right direction. Yeah. Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? That's my TV reference. Treat yourself. Of course. <laughs> treat yourself. You got to treat yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, that that's one thing. Going on walks. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Trying to rein in, rein in that old anxiety. I'm going for a massage tomorrow very, in the same spirit. Very nice. Yeah, I get one for Mother's Day, and I am pulling the cord, and I am spending my my massage money. Awesome, tomorrow. Awesome, good. Because my goodness, I do not want to be anxious. I really don't want to be anxious. I would like to stop being yeah. anxious. Yeah, no, I don't want. Because we also have, I don't, you know, the anxiety over like what's coming around the corner. Like, and it, some of it's good. You know, like it's sending a daughter to college and you know, the school's opening up, like, I look forward to that. Like, there's that in addition to all the family stuff that we're doing with. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to a massage where I'm going to listen to, like, birds, caw 
<laughs> and now we enter what is that ESMR section of the podcast where we make bird noises. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think companies are ever going to figure out that they need to stop making us anxious? I think they are going to figure out that they need to help us try to do something about it right now. And that well-being is increasingly critical of to yeah. bottom line. But what? I think you're so you're so crazy. I'm so crazy with the well-being. <laughs> I think that I was just talking to a friend of mine who is a yoga she's a former has done what I do and now runs a yoga studio and she's sort of combining she's talking to a lot of companies that are really interested in and as we do the return to work and as we're dealing with this level of anxiety what can you kind of package for us to help folks feel better about yeah and less anxious as they go back to work do you think the whole mindfulness moment will be will rear its head i hope yeah. so I, oh i read an article today or well, actually totally admit only read the headline that amazon is um offering up zen rooms that you can hide out in in the uh the warehouses oh. i said mine is a uh, is a bathroom that's, <laughs> that's where i hide out <laughs> so maybe we can all get zen, zen rooms. rooms love it yeah. love it let's definitely I, that, that's my plan well, I think we've, uh, you know, experienced some Zen here today. Are you feeling anxious now? I am feeling excited to, to hear about your massage and excited to see what my hair looks like tomorrow. Right back at you to see your hair and to tell you all about my massage. That'll be our next episode. Fantastic. So thank Fantastic. you. <laughs> thank you for joining us on The Breadwinners. You will find links to what we discussed in the episode description. Or not. If you don't, don't be anxious. You don't have to click on it. <laughs> Email us anytime at thebreadwinnerspod at gmail.com or visit us anytime at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. It really helps us grow. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.